Hi all, in this episode we're going to talk about product strategy. So if you think about the four P's in marketing, this is the one where value is created through uh, developing products and product assortment and a product mix, placing them in a product or brand portfolio and uh, selling them to the marketplace. So there's some, some pretty big concepts we want to talk about. Um, the first thing is the product itself. We have different what we call product levels. These are quite simply different layers that provide different values uh, to the consumer that are all considered part of the product. You have what we call uh, in the center is called the core benefits and this is just quite simply what it is that the product does for consumers. What is the value it provides? Um, it's a bit of an abstract concept. The next kind of layer is what we call the basic product and that's just quite simply what the product is and what it actually does. We have something called the expected product which is kind of uh, we lay into what uh, consumers uh, expectations are and um, you know quite simply they have some sort of expectation that the product will deliver that will hopefully satisfy those core values, core benefits uh, augmented product is just basically the product uh, with additional add-ons. So you think about a car where you get a, you know, you pay more to get a navigation system or to get, um, you know, a fancier leather interior. Those would be examples of augmented products. And then finally we have what we call potential product. And this is just kind of what the product could be at some point in the future. Okay, so all of those kind of layers are all considered part of the product and thus uh, the, the five product levels. So as marketers, we need to figure out what to do in each of those. So the, um, you know, the iPhone, for example, the basic product is the plastic box and all the, the digital guts, if you will, inside. Uh, the expected product are the things that the consumer expects for it to do. The problems for it to solve, uh, augmented products would be you know, buying the additional warranty or buying a super extra special uh, version of it. They may have better, you know, um, security or other things. The potential product is thinking about, you know, what it can be um, in the future that it's not currently at the moment. Okay. Uh, concepts we have to talk about in product marketing, there are many of them. Uh, we talk about uh, different types of products. Uh, on the whole, kind of the, at the highest level, you've got basically two types of products. You have goods, you have services. Goods are uh, hard goods, uh, things that are tangible, whereas services, you should already know this because it's a pretty intuitive word, but services are those products that are intangible, uh, such as a CPA service or a massage, things like that. Okay? Um, so, Quite simply, you know, they're marketed differently. You know, goods can be, you know, uh, sold next year if you didn't don't sell them this year. It's kind of hard to kind of conceptualize services in the same way. Um, within goods, you've got what we call shopping goods, which are goods that typically uh, you you go through the shopping purchase, the shopping experience to earn or to to acquire. We have what we call convenience goods, which are goods that you buy just, you know, kind of regularly. You never really kind of stray. You buy the same brand of milk just because that's what you've always bought. 
no thought involved there. We have what we call specialty goods. These are goods that have uh, some sort of uh, unique characteristic that requires a, a, a more deliberate purchasing efforts. Think about uh, cars, uh, for example. And then we have what we call unsought goods. These are goods that you don't necessarily think of buying. And so unsought goods, you can think of things like uh, impulse products that you buy in the checkout line at the supermarket, but also it could be like safety products like uh, a smoke detector or a fire extinguisher. You know, you don't, don't normally think about buying those, but every so often uh, you kind of have to. We can also think of products and how they differentiate themselves from one another. Uh, companies can do lots of different things. You know, the brand name is a great way to differentiate your, your products from uh, the competition. Um, you can do things like, uh, you know, changing quality, whether it's performance quality, which is just performance on a certain standard, or conformance quality, which is uh, quality uh, as it relates to consumer expectations. Uh, you can um, differentiate, yourself, differentiate yourself based on style. You know, automobiles do this. Uh, repairability, some products are easier to fix than others. Uh, durability, there's lots of different things that uh, uh, companies can use to differentiate their products, okay? And what I really mean here is goods. So uh, we often get used the term product when we mean goods and it's technically not correct and I have kind of made the mistake there. Um, uh, services you can differentiate also on things like delivery and delivery times installation uh, stuff like that. Okay. Um, know that most companies sell more than one product and more than one brand and so they have what they call a brand portfolio. We can call it a product mix. We can call it a product assortment and it allows companies to do a number of things, um, uh, differentiates themselves to different target segments, so you can kind of, um, you know, uh, increase your sales to different groups, uh, also allows you to diversify, so if one particular product line or product category goes bad, um, you've got others to kind of uh, protect you a little bit, think of it like uh, a stock portfolio, you don't put all your stock in one, all your price in one particular, all your money in one particular uh, stock. Um, companies occasionally will do what they call a product line analysis where they will take a step back and look at all the products they offer and make some decisions about some to add and maybe some to cut and um, really has to do with profitability, has to do with market demands, things like that. Uh, McDonald's is a great example of a company who is constantly uh, growing and shrinking their menu. Currently it's pretty small. Um, if you recall around 2010 they had the line of Angus burgers, they used to have these wrap sandwiches, they used to have lots of other things and it just kind of spread them too thin so at, at one point they decided to cut out some of their products uh, you know, SKUs, and this is called pruning, and it's helped, um, you know, get them back to uh, uh, more efficient operations and better serving the, the needs of consumers, okay? Talked about branding. Branding is a huge deal. Um, you know, it allows you to provide an identity for your products that uh, kind of hopefully ends up in the minds of consumers and allows them to differentiate 
themselves from the competition. And there's all kinds of different ways in which you can do branding. You can have all your products have the same brand name. All your products have totally different brand names. Or you can do what's called co-branding or ingredient branding where you basically uh, contract with someone else and use their brand and your brand together. Think about um, uh, Betty Crocker cake mix with Hershey syrup or uh, even KFC and Taco Bell in the same building. Those are examples of co-branding as well. You're, you're capitalizing upon the uh, brand equity of two brands and it kind of creates a uh, kind of a mul- multiplicative effect in that um, resonates well in the marketplace. Packaging is another big part of the product you know, product strategy and marketing is you can differentiate yourself a great deal with packaging. Lots of companies do this really well. Uh, Apple, for example, if you've ever bought an iPhone or an iPad, that packaging is just really, really nice and some would say really fancy and it's... Uh, um, really helps move the product and create a great experience um, with the product. You know, packaging is also used for labeling and storage of the product and carrying the product and all kinds of other things. And so there's that. Labeling, warranties, guarantees are also other areas where you can um, um, provide good value and differentiate yourselves. Okay. Um, innovation, we could talk for an entire year on product innovation. We're not going to do that. Uh, just know that innovation is very important. you got to keep continually innovating, providing new products, creating new value in the marketplace um, in order to uh, continue to extract value from the marketplace. So companies that that don't do innovation, that they get a set of products that do fairly well and then just kind of sit it, set it and forget it, they don't necessarily do well in the long term. So you typically have to go through new product development, have R&D involved, do a bunch of market testing to make sure that uh, the products in the idea phase would be well received once it went into the, into the production phase. And so um, it's a pretty involved process, but um, many companies have learned the hard way that uh, you need to uh, market test, you know, really research before you, you know, start spending millions of dollars launching a new product. We can also talk a little bit about the consumer adoption process. So basically it's this whole idea that different groups of consumers you know, buy new products, new innovations in a uh, in different kind of uh, paces or rates. So you have innovators, these are the ones that uh, you know are going to be the ones that wait outside the Apple store for two days for the new phone. They're important because they tend to tell other people about um, their experience with the new product and that helps spread the word. Um, then you've got other groups that uh, also, uh, you know, buy, they wait till after the innovators and uh, buy at, at different rates. The early adopters is the next group and then we have what we call the late, the early majority and the late majority. And then you have what we call the laggards. Those are the people that wait forever to buy uh, a new technology. So these are the ones that are just now getting smartphones 
uh, for the first time, for example. Okay. We also have something called the product life cycle. The product life cycle is just basically this idea that uh, product categories they age. So you know, you new product gather, product category comes to be. It starts to grow, starts to make profit. Everyone's really happy that the market is growing. There's lots of value to be satisfied. Um, and over time, that kind of slows down. And uh, at some point, it then goes on a decline. So your sales, your industry sales, at some point, overall will decline. Profit figures in the industry overall will decline. And when you get into this big decline, then you have to make some decisions about are you going to continue to offer the product or are you going to get rid of it, sell it off, lots of things. So there are arguments to be made to keep products that are in, in a declining market because if you know if everyone else is bailed out, there may be some, uh, some value there for you to extract. Um, you know, maybe it, it provides a gateway into more profitable uh, product categories in which you operate. So there's always kind of that uh, as well. Okay, and so companies need to go through this entire product strategy process. They need to understand uh, how quickly consumers adopt innovations. They need to understand how they can differentiate themselves uh, on the product. They need to understand these different layers and that they're not just providing a product. They're providing solutions and the different layers of the product will help provide solutions to consumers' problems. And, you know, we need to understand that goods marketing and services marketing are totally different. And so just depending on which you're operating in, you've got to uh, uh, customize it to your particular situation. So that's all I'm going to say about product strategy. strategy. It's a huge, a huge area in marketing, and we could talk for a very long time about it. But this is just kind of it in a nutshell. Thank you.